Welcome back to another episode of the Pursuing Faith podcast with Lana and Iggy. And I'm very excited for today's episode because not only do you guys need to hear it, but I feel like we need to hear it as well. With that being said, go ahead and read the verse that you wanted to speak about today, and then I'll go ahead and touch base on that. Okay, so it's from Ephesians 5, 15 through 33, and it says, So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your heart. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of, is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should, should submit to your husbands in everything. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did, not, he did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church and we are members of his body. As the scripture says, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. This is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So again, I say each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Mm. So why did you want to like do that topic today? No, I, I wanted to do it today because of a comment that there was on one of the uh oh i don't know if you showed to me the comment it was on instagram and this lady made a comment can i read the comment without mentioning her just get to the point of it. don't read the whole comment because it's long just get to the point okay well the comment was pretty much attacking like well, not attacking. I, I wouldn't take it attacking. It's just, I, I believe that there's a big misinterpretation of God's word when it comes to... Men, wives submit to your husband. Wife submit to your husband and husbands like love your wife. So the comment says... Oh, the God that allows genocides and children being born with tumors and disease with no reason. The God that doesn't allow women to divorce. 
the God that wants women to be slaves for men, the God that led rapists on the streets, or the God that sees flaws and shame in women's hair and bodies even though he made them. Please stop being delusional. You can be a woman of your own, a woman who knows right from wrong, a woman who dresses as she likes, a woman who wakes up whenever she wants because she's very, way smarter to be told that to wake up early and not to knack her husband will make her earn heaven, a woman who understands that what makes you human is good intentions and good doing. And I know it's a very loaded uh, comment and there's other topics there that touch base aside from women being she calls them slaves to men and to me it is important to address because again most of your followers are women and i think that this is something that uh, it is spoken a lot out there but if you are not listening to the right preachers, uh, you don't get this perspective of what the gospel and what the Bible actually means when he says, wives, submit to your husband. Mm -hmm. First of all, he's saying wives. He's not saying women submit to men. <laughs> okay. So that number one, like women don't submit to men. Like no, the Bible is not instructing women to submit to men. It's not talking about men being uh, more important or more powerful or more whatever than women. That point number one. Point number two, when marriage is a sacred uh, covenant for God and he's just instructing us how to live in a healthy way, in a healthy way based on how he created us, okay? We go back to, we can go back to biology, okay? Back in the day, and this is when we didn't even have uh, cell phones and stuff like that, the men would go out to hunt, women would stay with the kids, right? That evolved through time, that is no longer necessarily like that, but you also need to base the biblical content based to when it was written and at the time that it was written it was still a time where men would go out and fish and hunt and bring the food back and that it, and that was one of the reasons why the submit word comes into place it's not submit because he is more important than you but submit because you need to allow him like when he comes to the house Everything needs to be in a certain way so he can rest up and go to the next day and do the same thing. Nowadays, if we translate it here, I understand literally, and this is my personal interpretation, when he's talking about to the wife submit as to the Lord Christ, okay, and then for husbands, love your wife as you love the church and your own body as Christ did, the way Christ loved the church was by giving his own life. That's a way of serving as mm -hmm. well, a way of submission as well. If I don't submit to somebody, if, if, if Christ wouldn't have submitted to the church, he would not have given his life for it. 
So even though it's not using the same words, it's giving the same res responsibility to each other. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I wanted to address. You know? I feel like what women, they get triggered maybe when... And I'm, I can just speak for me because, again, I grew up kind of like in a household where, you know, they're like, get your own, be independent because your husband can always leave you. You never know when that day is going to come. So I grew up on like survival mode. I grew up on like independence. Like I would never submit to, a, I don't know, my to a man. I mean, I never thought I would but that's a problem hold with on, interpretation hold on. give me it's a second a give me husband. a second give me a second please I didn't really th I didn't think that I would get married I didn't know what marriage was I just I'm like you know what I don't want to get married because I just made up a bunch of beliefs like it's it'll probably end in divorce like I've seen and I just don't want to go through that it's just papers but now having a partner, a true life partner where it's important to, yes, submit to him, but also he submits to me and it, it is 50-50, you know, like, I, yes, I submit to you, but he also submits in a way that I feel like men just growing up in Miami don't feel like they need to. And I grew up and I've been told like, oh, do you think that um, I'm going to love you and I'm going to cry for you? No. Like, you're just a girl. Like, I was told that in a relationship. So <laughs> I never knew really what that meant until I started this journey, my new, the new journey that we're both on. And it is a work in progress. And I did take some notes um, that I think are very important in our relationship. And that's number one, communication, which again, like I wasn't very good at. And it was just kind of like we'd fight and then I would expect everything to go back to normal. But that's not healthy. And your words are very powerful, right? Like God said a word and here we are. So it says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And I wish, I mean, I don't wish because everything happens in his timing. But let me tell you, if I had these tools in the Bible now, I feel like I would have been better off, right? But... I come from a lot of yelling and blowouts and my last relationship was kind of like, oh, we'd fight, we'd say very horrible things to each other and then just go back to normal. And that's really unhealthy and that's very toxic because your words are so powerful. So if like God spoke us into existence, and we are part of his creation. Imagine how powerful our words are, right? So I've gotten a lot better with listening. And a lot of the times, like, if I hear myself 
in my head getting angry, I'll just tend to stay a little quiet and I'll ask him like, hey, right now is not the time to talk because what I want to say is really not coming from my heart. So I rather calm down and speak when I am like level headed. I, I know that like we can jump into conclusions when your partner says something. So it's always great to like ask like, what did, it's okay. It's always great to ask like, what did you mean by that? Are you assuming? Don't assume. Ask me if I feel that way. Ask me if I, if that's what I mean. Yeah, I believe that going back to what you said at the beginning, I, I can see how the word submit triggers a lot of people and especially women but I do believe that depending on the area of life, there's submission happening constantly. And uh, I don't know, if we talk about taking care of the kids in the morning, yeah, like whatever she tells me to do, I'll do it. Like I, I am, mothers are more, ner like more, Nurture, nurturing, nurturing. We have a lot more patience than, than men. Than men, but in other situations, like I don't know, we need to fix something in the house and how to fix it, or who to call, or how to handle all those things. Like you submit again, the word you submit to me. Like that's something more that a man will take care of, and I think that we need to be okay in accepting those things because let me tell you this, uh, being alone in, in life sucks. And if you don't understand that role and you are not willing to play that role, you are always going to be on relationships that break up and always the fault is going to be on the person that was in front of you, you know, and then you're going to be listening to Taylor Swift songs like about your ex and stuff like that. And that's just the cycle that you don't want to be part of. And in order for you to get out of that cycle is you understanding that, look, we are not perfect. Okay. There's only one perfect God. We were created to his image, but we're not perfect. And we need each other to go through life. And when we find a partner and we decide to come together as one in marriage, at that point, you need to understand that, okay, there's going to be things that I will handle better than her. And there's going to be things that she will handle better than me. And then again, this is my final point on, on the Bible verse is like, have context of when the Bible was written, right? There were wars. There were, were situations where men were the head of those situations. Like, if there's war in the world, men are going to the battlefield. If there's uh, persecutions and your family, it's a danger, Men are the ones most likely, if you're a true man, you are the one that is going to be fighting to defend your family. You don't expect your wife to be fighting for that. So that's kind of like also 
part of the vocabulary that was used, in my opinion, to write these things um, back in the day. But I think that if we apply these to our relationships, if we apply these things into our relationships, we can uh, we can flourish as a society. And then last thing to say, when you were sharing about how you grew up, that to me is the most, it, it, that to me is one of the hardest things for, uh, for women to get off their system mm -hmm. and for men to get off their system. Like if I you, just want to say something really quick. Yeah. I just feel like also too, like going, when you said that, like, oh, you know, just going back to her and to her childhood and how she grew up, I, I also think it's important to accept it, realize it, but not be a victim of it and not let it, not let yourself make excuses for it, mm -hmm. right? Because, oh, I yelled at him because I saw my mom growing up and yelling, or I saw my dad being abusive, so it's okay. It's okay. I mean, but what are you going to do about it, right? Like, are you getting help? Are you working through it? Are you even admitting that you have the problem and you're doing something about it, right? So at the same time, If you or like your your husband is making an excuse, you need you guys need to come to realization that you no. are not a victim of what you went through. What I was going to was not exactly to the bad things, but also to the um, the things that are not seen as bad. But you know, like for example, and I can hopefully you don't get mad for me sharing this. I grew up in a household where. I had dinner every night, sitting down, mom, dad, my sister, and myself, every night. My household was not perfect. Like I had screaming, verbal abuse, and all these things. So I'm not using that, but that was a nice moment, a good thing that I took from my family. You, on the other end, you grew up in a house where you guys don't even sit at the table at the same time. You guys don't care one could be eating in the sofa the other one could be eating in the room like you guys don't have that moment and for me when like especially more recently i started making the requirement and we've been doing putting the effort that at least you and i sit on the table and have dinner together and i think that recognizing not only the trauma the traumatic things but also recognizing the things that were good that you want to bring into your household are a good thing, you know? And at the end of the day, like the Bible says, we leave our parents and we leave them for our new relationship. And that's another thing too that we've talked many times is like, you need to, in order for your marriage to work, and this is something that I do believe as well, in order for your marriage to work, you need to be willing to detach from, not only from the bad things, but also you need to be willing to detach from your f family of origin to create your new family. And when I say detach, I don't mean like, oh, don't talk to them ever again, no. But understand that now your priority is the family that you're creating over the family that you grew up in. That's my opinion. And, and what are, and like, For example, how do you how do you expect for somebody to detach? Like, what are some ways, and what does that mean? Some ways are setting boundaries, like are 
uh, having and making 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 more time to connect with your new covenant with your husband and your kids if you have kids if not with your husband and build that uh, that small kingdom you know like you can be allowing certain things to creep in not because they, they might not be bad things but they might not be good things because that's not what you want in your household uh, to happen you know like I'm going to use a stupid example because that's something that happened to us is like the, the whole candy situation like we don't want our kids to grow up eating candy I agree that in moderation is fine but what I'm saying is like let's say moderation is fine on the weekends or once a week but we know that when grandmas and my mom does this too when grandmas are around they bring candy and stuff like that like sometimes we don't set the boundaries with our mothers because of a relationship that the way our relationship developed throughout our childhood and how we grew up and now not setting that boundary and telling our mother hey listen don't bring candy or don't do this or don't do that can creep into the marriage and that may affect the relationship of the new household that is being formed i don't know if that example is clear mm -hmm. but you know if we say that we're going to have dinners at 7 p.m and then for i don't know whatever reason without even prior communication, just because it popped up, because that's the type of relationship that I have with my mom, that oh, all of a sudden she showed up and she's here, and now we're not able to have the dinner at seven. That's something that, if it's not addressed with time, it, it can bother, you know? So those things are the things that creep in, and without proper communication, it can affect a, a marriage. Yeah. And that's my opinion. I feel like that's something that we're still going through just because I come from a Cuban household and actually I don't know if wait until you get married right you're gonna you're you're they're gonna be calling you every morning wait until you move out they're gonna be every morning every afternoon and every night and I'm sure like they still do that and you live with them right so it's 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 uh hard to break those patterns when if it's been done for 20 something years you know and like i don't know how i'm gonna be when olivia just moves away <laughs> i don't want to think about that but I it's also I think, I think that angie your little sister she's awesome with that what she she doesn't give like she she's her own person like i think that she's the the one from all your sisters it, she's the one that sets more boundaries with your mom than anybody else I, I i that's my perspective from the outside i don't know i'm still like my mom is like my bestie so i don't really talk to anybody but her and you and my people here that's all but anyways <laughs> i hate to cut the podcast short but i feel like we're running out of space here in my workspace so whatever god wants and they're doing construction in the back <laughs> and i just moved here six months ago so i'm trying to ask for god's grace and just leave it up to him whether he wants me to move out of here 
or he wants us to film the podcast I'm at our house I don't know so I hate to cut to cut it short but I love you guys comment down below on really what resonated with you the most and I love to hear whatever you're struggling with message me make it a comment here like you know because we all go through stuff and our purpose here on this podcast is to share our journey through our faith and share our struggles too because we're on this journey together and i feel like just because you have struggles doesn't mean that you're different doesn't mean that you have a bad life like those struggles are there for a reason those struggles are there to teach you those struggles are there to mold you and prepare you for what god has to come next so with that being said thank you thank you very much i love you i love you guys and we'll see you guys next tuesday